welcome to Light Warrior Network and radio show. It's uh, Dr. Karen Can. I'm your host of today's show, and I'm super excited because with me is Karen Roselle, and she's a coach that actually uh, doesn't live too far from me. I'm, I'm in upstate New York in the Adirondacks, and I met Karen Roselle at an event at the Lake Clear Lodge and Resorts. For those of you that have come from, to my Supercharger Healing Powers event, I know where that is, a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and one of the reasons that um, I'm bringing Karen to the show today is because so many of us light warriors are also wellness warriors, meaning that we're like wellness entrepreneurs and healers and wellness consultants and teachers that are really trying to make a difference in the world, a positive difference. And this is the problem that I see that is rampant among us and among us, you know, even light warrior sensitive souls who aspire to be a coach or consultant or teacher or healer is that uh, a lot of us don't have any understanding at all (laughs) of how the whole marketing thing works. And in fact, we abhor it a lot of times. We just want to help people, you know, but then we get all these certifications and more certifications and more certifications And then nobody is knocking down our door to have an appointment with us or the opposite. Whereas finally, when I figured out the formula, how to be busy, um, I got really busy in the office, but then realized that the money amount of money I was making was limited and it didn't cover everything that I wanted to do and all the school debt and everything that I had. And I thought, oh my gosh, I am working my butt off here, seeing all these people making, you know, positive changes in their life, but they're kind of depending on me, you know, for that. And I thought there is something wrong with this model. Like, I am successful in all, you know, if I if people look at like my busy practice, but I wasn't completely happy. And I wasn't completely free. Because if I didn't go to the office, that was it. I had no income. And I still have to pay rent and, you know, insurance and all the stuff that entrepreneurs have to do. So when I found out about Karen and her work and how she coaches wellness entrepreneurs, how to have what she calls a happy little practice. We're talking being able to earn consistent six figures without having to work a bazillion hours a week. In fact, part time. And if you have little kids or you have aging parents like I do and you want to visit them, take care of them more often, uh, then you may want to check this out. And so I'm so excited today that Karen has joined me for this show so she can reveal some of the mistakes that a lot of us make when we're, you know, opening our practices or, you know, struggling in our practices, um, and then maybe some solutions on that. So uh, to, to check out Karen's website, it's at KarenRosell.com, K-A-R-I-N-R-O-Z-E-L-L. Com, and we'll announce that a little later as well. And if you want to call in and ask a specific question about your situation, this is a great opportunity to get some like mini, mini coaching here from Karen. So the guest call in number is 818-514-1190. Just hit one. So we know your hands up again, 818-514-1190. So welcome, Karen. So happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm so glad Yay. to be here. Thank you, Karen. Almost yeah, you like do some neighbor. really great work. <laughs> yeah, so share a little bit because uh, some of the folks listening may not have, uh, you know, may not know your your stuff or know what you yes. do. So maybe you can share us your background. Like, how did you become, you know, the wellness and the you know this consultant and marketing consultant? Well, I didn't start in the business side of things. I started as a health coach um, back in the days when coaching was in its infancy almost 
uh, almost 19 years ago. And I was in dietitian school, you know, studying to become a nutritionist. And I also went to a coaching school in New York City to become a, health, a holistic health coach because I was really mm. into the holistic health part of stuff. Love and I it. started my journey there. And, um was really surprised that just hanging up my shingle, like really like generally surprised that hanging up my shingle was not enough to sell my practice. And at the time coaching was so kind of new that there wasn't really a lot of people. I mean, there was really no one other than the the director of the school giving us advice about how to build our business. There's no, nothing. Um, So same with medicine actually. Right. There was just nothing. And I just, it was like the school of hard knocks of like, let me try this. Let me try that. Let me try this. Um, And I went through this kind of struggle for quite a few years of just working really hard, sustaining myself, but was, it was just kind of painful. And over time I learned new skills and what ended up happening is like my colleagues were asking me, well, how come you have clients? Um, and, you know, more and more when I would give talks about health, they would be filling with my colleagues. I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Because <laughs> they wanted to know what, how I was doing things. And also the, the school that I was, you know, helping and volunteering at, um, where I saw my colleagues about to graduate and I would speak to the founder of the school and say, you know, listen, they don't have to repeat the mistakes that I did. Let me share at least what I know so far. And that became kind of like of me teaching marketing and thinking about money and marketing differently because at the time marketing, and I'm certainly people still feel that way, but it's not mm-hmm. everyone where it, where it, like, it was like a dirty word. <laughs> I know, I know. Ew, you're a marketer, like gross. So it was like my dirty little <laughs> secret that I actually like this stuff. You know, and then over time, and I was really resistant to kind of become a marketing and business coach. But over time, I just kind of found myself more and more intrigued on how to make this happen. And I was more intrigued in that than like studying kale and nutrition. Like I got really bored with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I'm so over kale. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I just was over that. I remember the, like the turning point was like. I had moved to the foothill of the Adirondacks and I had, was going to have to rebuild my practice. And I had booked on my speaking gigs, which I knew would fill my practice. And I went to the first one and I just was kind of waiting for the room to get, you know, fill. And I was sitting in the back going, I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk about nutrition anymore. And that wow. was like, well, what do I do then? I'm like, well, I know I'm interested in this business stuff. I like talking about it, but it, like it wasn't okay in my mind to do it. So eventually I kind of got over that to make a long story short and started mentoring people. And it has developed over stages, you know, from writing people's marketing materials to now just really um, over the course of my career, kind of as the coaching industry, you know, I kind of got into the coaching industry, even though I considered myself more of a counselor and practitioner because they were kind of leading the, the conversation mm. on actually how to have a business around this. And they seem to be really good at helping people change and make, apply the recommendations right. that I would give them around nutrition. So I really kind of just got dived into the coaching world. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, I don't know how many years, 15 years later, 10 years later, something like that, I was kind of on the fast track with my business, you know, and I was super pregnant with our first child. And (laughs) then I was like, 
there's got to be a different way because once the baby was here, I was like, I don't actually want to keep working that hard. Like I was working full-time hours. I love to work. I'm like a worker bee. Me too. Um, you know, I've I always had a good, strong work ethic. I'm not afraid to work hard. But now, like, there was other things in my life, you know, like kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I knew I wanted to be there. I knew I still wanted to work. But, like, this whole new game of, like, how do I actually do this thing? And all my mentors at the time didn't have, like, this model of what I've now created, which is, you know, okay, let's work 25 hours, essentially school hours. Um, and certainly don't have to be a parent to get anything out of our conversation. Cause like 80% of my clients are parents, but other people are single women and men, you know, who just have other things to do besides working too. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, skating. So yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you want to have a balanced life. So, um, you know, instead of kind of building this big fast track business where the model and coaching has been, you know, get more and more people, you know, to follow you, to get in your program, become less and less accessible, you know, have coaches working for you. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It just felt like it wasn't for me. Like I actually like being hands-on and I like things that are small and, you know, but how can I make that be profitable and work 25 hours and not, and making sure I'm paid even if I have a snow day and I can't work that day. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I have a mortgage to pay. <laughs> right, and, exactly. You know, life to support. So in a nutshell, that's how I landed here and defining kind of a new, like after the birth of children and having to kind of reorient my life around less, becoming less of a worker bee and more about the whole life wealth where mm-hmm. like the, expanding that definition of wealth to be not just a successful in one area of your life, but really like being present for the loved ones in your life and being available for birthdays and be, instead of just like everything for the work. Um, so. Oh, absolutely. That's where I'm I think that's now. great. What, what you just said, because um, yes, we definitely, you know, people are saying, yep, I want, you know, six figures. I want to have, you know, a life, be able to enjoy it and, you know, um, travel and do whatever they want. But, you know, you're talking about holistic 360 degrees of wealth. So wealth mm-hmm. in your relationships, wealth in your health yeah. um, and all those things. And so uh, that's why I think that unless you happen to be like a personality, like that really wants to go big, <laughs> which is somebody I know like that, um, you know, then, then yeah. not everybody that doesn't resonate with everybody. And then there hasn't been a great model other than the go big, it's like go big or go home. And here you have this very successful model that you've taught to many different people. And then maybe you could share with us, you know, some of the stories of, of those folks um, a little later. But um, maybe we can cover now, like, what are, like, some of the most common mistakes that people make when they're trying to hang their shingle and, and get clients and, and, you know, have a life? Okay, so the first thing, you know, there are a variety of things, and I should preface this by saying, like, I've done these, like, really, like, <laughs> I've done these myself, so it's not like I'm pointing fingers, like, I've certainly done them myself, but if you can learn from this conversation, like, the first thing is, like, really trying to be all things to all people, and the yeah. way that that shows up for practitioners and counselors and coaches is a variety of ways, but the number one way is that, you know, like, you have a, an offering, of some kind and it, you know, it gets booked somewhat and 
then you get more certifications and trainings, and then you add additional yep. offerings. And it's kind of under the belief that, you know, if I have more to offer, then I will be actually able to help more people. But it actually doesn't work that way. It makes it, it's kind of a tricky thing because the more you offer, it, you get a few takers and it, you get a sense that it's kind of working. Mm. So you just kind of keep adding more and more op- options to work with you. And you have this expanded service line trying to like appeal to so many people. Good intention because like for sure your services could help everyone. You know, like we know, like I could think of like a lots of different ways or lots of different people that I could help, but it doesn't work. It doesn't like cut through the noise, um, the clutter of so many offerings from so many different practitioners that all sound so similar. So we have to kind mm. of learn the best ways to kind of simplify everything and actually get way better results is to focus your message and choose to solve a very specific problem instead of leading with your modality and different techniques that you have. And it's a distinction is like really seeing yourself as an expert in something versus a technician, you know, a tech, like being yeah, good at a yeah. modality. And people like saying, Oh, I'm a Reiki practitioner. That. And that's like the yeah. whole practitioner modality thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a common thing that we all need to go through, like, because you get this training and you feel comfort and it's like, you know the value of this training, but other people who actually hire you, they don't really know. But they know what problems they have. And so if we can, we as practitioners can learn to talk very differently about our work and talk about real-life problems, like helping people sleep or, you know, helping people heal psoriasis or, you know, like really specific problems, all of a sudden we start Hmm. to really be valuable instead of, like, another person with some strange training that most people don't understand. Right. And and sometimes it's very, those of us that are in the healing world are, you know, very, uh, you know, loving and want accommodating. And so I remember mm-hmm. patients that I didn't even see that often, you know, come and say, well, you should do IV vitamin C therapy. And they'd give me a film and I'd watch the film and they're like, oh, you know, all these people got better and their cancer or whatever. And then somebody else would say, oh, well, you should offer this, you know, and it's like part of me really wanted to accommodate them and, you know, please them and, you know, wanted to give the world really to my patients. But it wasn't doing me any favors at all, like that kind of scattered um, intention. And, And that was like one person, you know, like, and I was willing to like spend tens of thousands of dollars, you know, to please this one person, which is kind of ridiculous now that I look back at it. Well, we're all such learners. Like we'd love to learn. We're voracious readers. We're like, we take, we have certifications for a reason. We love to learn and we're fascinated mm-hmm. in caring people, but we've got to like, we can't keep doing that and expecting like things to be different in our business. And so like the way to begin to focus your message is like, you get to use all your modalities. You get to use all your tools, right? Um, and But put them under umbrella of one problem that you solve and solve. It doesn't have to be every problem, but just, like, what's the first problem you got to solve, you know, before? Here's, here's one of the ways that I noticed that. Like, I, over the years, I figured out, like, if I didn't get my clients to make a series of decisions pretty swiftly early on in our practice, the marketing would never quite take root. 
Mm. And those decisions were like, okay, who are you going to go for and who are you not going to go for anymore? Who are you going to, like, what's the problem you're going to solve? And how are you going to work with them? And how are you going to solve this problem? Like, make these decisions. And how are we going to present this work so it sounds fresh and meaningful to others outside of your field? Um, And if we can do that in a short amount of time, then the marketing has a chance of really taking root and really working over time. But if I gave people a year to figure it out, they would take a year because most uh, of us don't want to make these decisions. <laughs> so now I'm like, right. We like, want to, we don't want to limit yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we well, think, well, gee, if we go for pregnant women and that's who we serve, then, but you're like, but I like children and I like men and, you know. Yes, it does. Here's the thing. And that's where it's kind of a jumping off point where either I would kind of dare say that most counselors, practitioners, coaches won't make this decision. And that is, you know, are you willing to kind of face the discomfort, the purposeful discomfort of feeling like you're leaving people out until you can start putting this into play and really see how it's actually the contrary. You actually help more people because you get more traction. You get known for something. Mm. People can refer like, oh, okay, I know what she does. And referrals work better. And it actually all works better, yet it feels limiting at first. You know, it's only because, you know, any kind of decision can usually feel limiting because you're actually kind of cutting off the other options. Well, you know, you can refer out to other people who do other work, right? It's not like you're not going to care for people anymore. Sorry, you're on your own. You can refer them to other people, you know, and you can certainly still take on those clients while you build up your new focus and your new message and your, you know, your marketing around that. But it's the jumping off point of can you, are you willing to feel a little bit of a, some purposeful discomfort while you focus in a new way? Mm, right. <laughs> right. That's, that's so true. Um, and we don't even realize until someone like you comes along and tells us, Hey, that's a personal growth moment here. <laughs> you know, um, that, that the, those beliefs, the beliefs that um, we need to be everything to everyone, that we need to help everyone that, um, you know, limiting our practice, um, is not a good thing, you know, because you're leaving people out, and what are they going to do without you? I mean, there's all these like ego, ego-based, you know, uh, issues. Um, but what you said is, I mean, you know, from from my personal experience, and I'm sure from multiple, you know, people that you've worked with, is absolutely true. Until which time we can really hone in on who is our, you know, the PR so-called you know, avatar, who is the person that I really want to work with, um, then we don't get any traction. And that means we don't get to help as many people. So, right. yeah, you're absolutely right. Once you start, like, there, there's, I always tell my clients now, like, listen, half of our work is going to be, like, skills-based and habits-based. Like, you're learning how to do things differently and you're using your time differently. So these are like, okay, it's learning new things. And, you know, sometimes you're not that great at it for a while, most of the time. Um, the other half is like, we get to, we're going to address your mindset as it comes up and all those kind of limitations that might come. It's like a purging. It's like a cleansing. Once you make mm-hmm. decisions, like all your stuff comes up. So that's okay. Like to me, my job is as, as much as possible is to normalize it. Say, okay, this is going to happen. Totally normal. You're supposed to kind of want to think that this isn't going to work. This is when we actually, I start training you to, to use your brain very differently. So it actually serves you rather than you kind of are being led by it. 
Yeah, the automatic programs that are that are in there yeah. that our beliefs uh, don't do us any good. And, and so I often say to people, like, okay, I don't think I ever told you this, Karen, but I had a woman one time email me. I, I don't uh, didn't know her, but she was, uh, I think, an MD, possibly, or DL. Yeah. I think an MD. Anyway, so she emailed me, and she's more or less said, well, how could you feel good about yourself by charging so much? Um, mm-hmm. you know, we are here to serve, we are here to heal people. Like she was a MD slash healer, like I, I am. And, uh, you know, and it was like all this like guilt ridden stuff. And I knew this was a, a, what I call an abundance challenge from the universe. The universe gave me this woman on purpose to see what my response mm-hmm. was going to be, you know, so I yeah. can totally see like the old me would totally go into this guilt and this feeling bad and then, you know, justifying and whatever, you know, all the stuff. And um, so I was like, okay, I had a moment of silence there and I said, okay, so what is the highest response? And so when I, when I emailed her back, and again, this isn't someone that I know personally, I said to her, you know, I used to think exactly the same thing as you, but unfortunately I got mm. sick, really sick and um, really poor. <laughs> and honestly, I really couldn't help a lot of people. Um, and I did give away a ton for free because I always like that. It's just my personality. But I said, but now, but now I actually get to help a lot more people and these are wonderful people to help. And I've actually been able to gift a lot more stuff to people of a, a lot more value, you know, like I've gifted free sessions, I've, you know, and I said, and that feels yeah. really good. And so she was like, oh, okay. You know, like it, there was a light bulb that went on there. Um, but, yeah. but it was, and can yeah. We all, can we all like not, I, I wish it was the case that like we would all just have to, could just skip this part where you're like, we all go broke first. And then we decide, yeah. like, it's okay to make money. Yeah. I'm like, that'd be so great. I too had to go through that. I'm like, okay, me yeah. working my butt off all the time, anytime, no boundaries around it, willing to do anything for everyone isn't, I'm yep. like, getting sick, getting poor. Yep. Okay. And, and deciding to be profitable. Like, it's a given, like, right? None of, it's very rare. You know, I've yet to meet a practitioner that was really only about the money, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm sure there are some, but like the majority are not, but you know, we have, that's another thing to upgrade is just like how we think about money and what is okay. And there's this kind of poverty consciousness yep. that is kind of handed around um, as an, as if it's noble or something. And well, you know, I think somewhere in the Bible or interpreted or misinterpreted from the Bible is like, blessed are the poor, right? And they only look at that one yeah. line. And I'm like, okay, so, and then one of my like non-religious friends is like, okay, yeah, so why is the Vatican so wealthy then? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, know, that's about a really good point. Money. <laughs> you know, I, I would say like if there was another kind of quote unquote mistake is is literally undercharging, charging by the hour, um, Ouch and, and out. really positioning yourself <laughs> like you know where you're just getting by because you know it's just a recipe for what you're talking about like of being in poverty like especially for teaching wellness right one of the things that helped me kind of be thinking differently about money is like you know I want to model true wellness for my clients 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to model like just success in my business and forget if my marriage is falling apart or I'm yelling at my kids or I'm working all the time. Like I want to model like, okay, let's make a great income, however you define it, right? We get to define that because not everybody needs six figures or wants six figures, but they want to be well above, above 30,000 or 40,000. You know, maybe they want to be 60,000 mm-hmm. or something like that. Like your, your income need not be huge for it to be successful for you. Right. You know, that was a tough one for me. Like I was chasing this million dollar business model because that's just what I thought how you do it. And it occurred mm-hmm. to me, like, I remember when I was pregnant where I was like, wait a minute, do like, I really need like a million dollar business. Do I need another hundred thousand? <laughs> like, like I'm in the country, like I don't have a huge overhead. And it occurred to me, I'm like, oh, like to take a moment to pause and say, how much not only do you need, but want. And like, what is success for you? And I know like people have heard this a million times, but to truly take a moment to define it for you. Like, I feel really rich when I'm there at the bus stop at three, three o'clock. It doesn't mean that I'm like a great parent or like parenting is easy for me. Like parenting is not super easy for me. Like I have to be like eat well and sleep well. Otherwise I'm like not a nice mom, you know, like I have to take good care of myself to be a good mom or to be show up well for my, my family. So I have to really like expand my vision of wealth to be more than just money and to be about, you know, well, how do I want to spend my time and, you know, and, and really simplify things in a way that makes me truly feel wealthy. And so I want to model that for my clients, just like even when I was a health coach, like I wanted to model like healthy living beyond just like making sure you're eating the right way. Like, are you, are you resting? Are you taking care of your spiritual health? How is your emotional health? Like, that's why I was a holistic health coach. I wanted to talk about all these things and beyond the plate. It was a, the plate was for sure important. And it's the same thing. Mm. So, you know, different versions of wealth. So charging by the hour um, and, and undercharging makes it very hard for you to have your vision of true wealth. Right, whether that's sixty thousand or one hundred sixty thousand per year, because you're kind of quietly suffering behind the scenes while helping other people. And I think when you have healthy boundaries and you know that, like, you are clear with your clients how you know when you're available, when you're not, you don't have to stress about, you know, if, if all my clients are in a program and they know when I work and when I don't work then I can really have time off and really refill my bucket, if you will, and really feel like, like I can enjoy what I have, you know, and feel oh, really yeah. wealthy, um, you know, because to me, like time, like, you know, we live in this beautiful mm. resort kind of, you know, in the Adirondacks, we'll go as a family. And most of the time, those houses on the lake are empty. You know, and I'm like, you know, I may not have a house in the lake, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but gosh, we're here as a family and we're enjoying our time and we have the time to be here, you know, Mm, and I can't do that if I'm charging by the hour, you know? Yep. And also I I can't create a phenomenal results with my clients' businesses if I'm, if I don't know if they're coming back next month 
or if they're going to quit any time because maybe they run out of budget. If we commit, this is what we're going to work on and set on achieving. We're going to adapt to the life that happens, you know, um, and our adapter plan, but we're going to commit to working together for this period of time because that's like me as the person who knows what it takes to do that. I know how to do that. That person may not. I have to kind of take a stand and say, this is what you need to commit to. I will not give you half of a result. Not uncommon for, you know, early days people say, I just want a couple sessions. You know, I'm like, well, what do you right, want to exactly. achieve? I'm like, maybe that can be achieved in a couple of sessions or maybe most of the time, you know, my clients are working with me for a set period of time. So, like, the gift in you can charge more, you can charge for complete results. So when you, like, have time off, so, you know, when school, snow days, whatever, you, you still are being paid. And imagine what that does for you. Like, you feel taken care of by your business, which your business is supposed to do. It's supposed to take care mm-hmm. of you. Like, for sure it takes care of your clients, but it's supposed to take care of you and your family. And most of the time, like, what I'm essentially saying is, like, it's for sure you take care of your clients. Now it's just let's rebalance the whole thing and make sure you're taken care of as well. So it's a, a better result for the client to get your clients in a program that you create. And it doesn't have to be a year long. It could be 90 days. It could be six weeks. It doesn't matter. But it needs to be worthy of your time and attention and invites them to have a complete result with you and ensures that you get paid no matter what happens in your life. You don't have to, like, not get paid just because it's a snow day and you can't get to the office or that people cancel. Right. Exactly. Well, and I have to say that it's, you know, everything that you're saying is, is so true. I mean, the, the business model or lack of business model, you know, for the medical profession, for what I did as a holistic MD, like I would see people for, I mean, they'd be in my office for two hours, you know, a time. And, um, you know, I was severely undercharging, even though for them, it's really expensive because they're used to the old medical model where you go to the doctors and it's covered under insurance. Yeah. So it's sort of like, mm-hmm. well, why do I have to pay you $175 right when I can go, you know, to the doctor? I'm like, yeah, well, you're there for 10 minutes and you don't get any results. So that's why you're here. Um, but it was really super difficult for me uh, until, you know, I switched over and started like, you know, testing, you know, new theories and things that I knew coaches were saying were correct, but I just kept resisting it. Um, but I did find that the people that I saw, and most consistently they were following, you know, a program or, you know, I got one person who had mm-hmm. autoimmune and I said, look, I see you every three months. This is, this isn't going to work, you know, because we, you need an accountability partner. So if you really want to not have your thyroid cut out, then we're going to have to work together and you're going to have to commit to that, you know, for X amount of time, whatever. And she did. And she was able to, you know, not have to have her thyroid cut out or irradiated. And, you know, she's so much healthier now than she ever was. And it's just so amazing. But the the folks that I see once in a great while, they're still struggling, a lot of them, with the same thing that you, they were struggling before. Because I would see them for an hour, two hours, but that wasn't enough. They weren't having life transformation. And it was frustrating for them. It was frustrating for me. And then now I realize, you know what, sometimes I just got to say no. going to be able to do that because I know it's not going to make big long-term difference and that it was kind of sad yeah. but now I you know have a much better you know return rate and and results because people are in these longer-term programs with me so you're absolutely right there's a, 
you're, there's skill sets to learn in making this work, right? Like, first of all, you can't have a program just a program. You have to have a program that solves a problem, you know, for a specific group of people that wants this problem solved, right? You can't convince mm-hmm. people that this needs to be solved. And then you'll need to learn to how, how, how to have these conversations with people that is um, essentially a version of a sales conversation, you know, we all, like, that's another surprise. It's like, we, we are essentially in sales, right? And most of us don't want to be in sales because we are, like, right. on the receiving end of selling that's been creepy. And so, but we get to choose how we sell. Like, I am not a particularly slick or poised person at all times, you know? So I just, you know, the way that I have what? these conversations is pretty authentic. <laughs> You know, and imperfect, but we get to the place where we decide, are we going to work together or not? And the conversation is valuable in and of itself, but then, you know, I have to say, all right, invite people to make a decision. So there there are skill sets. It's not like, okay, just put together a program. And you may need to transition your practice over time and say like, okay, I'm going to keep seeing my current client base at you know, by the hour, right. new clients are going to be offered in only my, my, my signature program. And there may be like two or three tiers to that program, you know, but, and you may need to make that program pretty friendly priced for the first five or 10 clients. Like there's all these like little skills like that allow you to transition there over time rather than kind of just throw everything out. Right. And right. You don't have to jump off the cliff right overnight. Saying. Yeah, and I find that to be really sane, and that allows you to kind of catch up to the vision that you have for earning more and working more deeply with people and and having these kind of amazing clients that are willing to do the work and stay for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you catch up with your mindset. You catch up with the skills you need to learn to kind of really live and live this. And I find that it's important to share that with people because, We've all been marketed to that everything is quick and easy in our culture. And, you know, if you want to transform your practice, you know, it's going to take a bit of time. It doesn't mean you can't have amazing results pretty quickly, but what's the stabilizing it, the kind of working through the mindset shift of really seeing yourself differently from a technician to an expert to a business person versus like, I'm not good with money. I'm not good with this. It's lovely mm-hmm. to kind of have some patience with yourself as you learn yeah. the skills and develop this. Well, and some of the things that you've taught, I mean, I, I find your newsletters are one of the few that I actually read. <laughs> I hate to admit that, but Thank you. You know, I'm on a lot of business and, and because it's so authentic and personable and relevant because those of us as the practitioners are sort of like, well, how do I transition, right? And you're talking about this, like, I always call it almost like a hybrid, where you're still doing the one-on-ones, you're still doing, Mm -hmm. you know, per hour, whatever, as you start developing a program, people want, you can check it out, do a pilot, see how things are. Um, One of the transitions that I did was uh, requiring that all patients, current patients, actually uh, purchase a program called, it was my very, very first one, Holistic Health Transformation Program. And it was kind of like looking at different areas of your life, everything from, you know, nutrition to law of attraction, thoughts, uh, emotional health, mental beliefs, you know, that kind of stuff, kind of like an overview. So that, you know, I sell yeah. for like $297 and, uh, and it was hard for me to do that, but I knew that I needed to, you know, 
the universe is pushing me to transform myself, my practice, and who I, you know, he, you know, I'm working with. So they had to buy that program to, in order to continue seeing me face to face. And I, they did know by the end of two years that most likely I'll transition completely out of a brick and mortar office. So I was giving a lot of time mm-hmm. and some people did leave. Um, other people said, well, I thank you for everything you've done. It's been amazing, but I don't want to continue. And, and then people were referred to next door, <laughs> the acupuncturist next door, but pe- certain people stayed. And that was really cool, you know, and I really didn't know how that was going to go. But these little transitions that you talk about, you know, and like in the newsletter, I was like, oh, yeah, that, you know, that helped a lot. It's so insane to, to acknowledge that. And it's also like I tell my clients when they're kind of fed up with things and they're really <laughs> frustrated, I'm like, oh, this is good. And they're like, what? You're annoying me, Karen. But I'm like, no, really. <laughs> I make feel like it's so great when I get to the point where I'm fed up because then I'm usually like ready to do this thing that I thought about a year ago. That's right. And like, and like, I don't care. I'm moving forward with this. And it doesn't mean like I present it in an I don't care way. I definitely present it in a way that makes sense, but I love it. Like I raise my rates whenever I hit that point where I'm like, Oh God, I'm working too hard. I'm overgiving Mm. again and I'm undercharging for what I'm doing. And I get to this pain point and I'm, and I either take something out of my program that I don't want to do anymore or I raise my rates. And these are like, this happens steadily in the almost 19 years of working. You know, I'm like, okay, if I want to keep doing this way, I need to charge more. Like one of the programs I do, I actually edit my client marketing materials. Like who does that anymore? Um, I do. And I, because I think they need to get it right and they need my copy and like we need to work together on their copy. So you and actually I can't write the figure copy? out a way. We do it together. We do wow. it together verbally, and they show me, like, I give them scripts, and then I, you know, I look at it. I didn't know that I was going to be doing that in this program until I kept seeing all my clients copy, and I'm like, oh, okay, let me get it in there. And then I, so when I did the program, it was at a certain price point. Now I'm like, it's much more because, like, sometimes it's, it's a real quick job in editing my client materials, and sometimes I have to sit with your stuff. So I just need to account for it all. And so you're not just getting a business coach, you're getting a copywriter, you're like getting all these skills. Right. So it's like whatever, it's part of the like charging, you know, not what you're worth, which I don't like that in marketing. Like the worth. I don't like that either. No, because like your worth is priceless and it can really turn you around. Like it's never enough how much you really need. And like, but the value of your work, the impact of it teach my stuff the stuff that I teach my my one of my favorite things is when my clients leave my my practice and they go and go to a bigger practice because they're ready to scale up or they're ready for something different they are the most well-equipped people in the room I love that Mm. their foundations are strong you know they don't (laughs) go to this big coaching group and they don't know how to do the basic things that are foundational to making it all work I love that that is really cool. Well, you know, the, um, in, in, you know, little, even little things that you've uh, taught, like um, little meaning like, yeah, I've never heard it before because it seems like so like nobody talks about it is like scheduling yourself like on paper versus online. And I remember your line was like, if you're still using paper appointments, stop it or something like you're like, no, then, then you were laughing and then you're like, no, yeah. you, you really need to schedule online. And I thought, uh, I resisted it, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. How do you work this 
Google Calendar thingy, you know, and then I mm-hmm. started it. And then when I was away, my assistant was, you know, in the past would be like, do you have the book? So-and-so wants to cancel. Uh, what time is she scheduled? You know, all this conversation and all of a sudden she can just look on my schedule, you know, or people now, of course, they auto, they can automatically book and reschedule on their own. I've totally gone electronic that way. And I'm like, thank you, Karen Roselle. You just saved my like hair pulling here. Yeah. Like well, these little things we don't think about. Yeah, I only had like five clients on the books when I went digital. And let me tell you, every time I have to change my like technology, I go kicking and screaming. But the nature of a happy little practice is that it is usually a solo practice or you have a small team. I have some clients who have like a, a few employees, but like we can't spend precious employee hours on things that can be systemized in a, you know, with some basic, very affordable, easy to use technology, like a scheduling online calendar. You know, I, you know, there's so many wonderful things that weren't here, you know, 10 years ago. So we have to systemize things. Like I have to, like one of the things that I've realized, like, okay, I'm only going to do uh, marketing that's about speaking. Eight, you know, just like 80% of my clients end up speaking. Um, one of the reasons why I'm also focusing just on speaking is because, you know, I could list off the reason why it's really effective for most coaches. But for me as a practitioner, and I want everybody here, like for me, like, okay, it's just me in a world of really big coaching companies. You know, so mm-hmm. I have to specialize and specialize and like, how can I make what I teach like be so awesome and I can't teach everything and right. be awesome at it. Mm-hmm. I can do this one thing that I know other coaching schools aren't doing. You know? Mm-hmm. So you want part yeah. of like bringing all this together, like what you char- how you charge and having a program and your message is like, what can you like not be the best in the world? Like, you know, some people really thrive on going for that, but like, what can you do so well that you can begin to systemize and so that you are saving more and more hours? Like I recently had to change the way I was coaching my clients just because all of a sudden the hours I was putting in started creeping up again and it wasn't sustainable in a 25 hour work week. I'm like either going to quit doing this program or I have to find a different way. And I had to really just reaffirm boundaries around like, okay, clients, show up for your coaching calls. I have these group coaching calls every week for my clients. That's where your coaching happens, not in this every single day where I'm putting in two hours in the Facebook group or in, you know, emails or things like that. Um, and so, like, boundaries and systems are things that are living, breathing entities, if you will, mm-hmm. that allow you to feel like you are enjoying your life, making a great impact with your clients and making a great living. It's like, these little things, like just what you were saying, the scheduler, how you schedule things, um, the nature of a happy little practice is because we don't have a big team, very most of us might just have an assistant. You can't, like, do everything yourself, and you can't do just everything for everyone. We have to systemize. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, um, having um, your, you know, you – I believe in the program, you kind of give us scripts or like copy as to like, you know, terms of engagement or policies. I mean, I didn't really have a decent policy. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, duh. Like, sometimes we don't think of these things. Again, we weren't taught it in school. 
Um, so it wasn't until people started messing with my boundaries that I'm like, oh, I better have some policies, you know, and then, and then you give like your actual, you know, sample. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love how she said this X, Y, Z, you know, and then, you know, emulate some of that. So I think it's so practical. So maybe we can spend some time talking about, you know, what, what is, what is your program that you offer for in this case, you know, wellness entrepreneurs who are, you know, trying to be wealthy and always in their lives. You know, I, I coach in two different phases. You know, I have some very private kind of high-level coaching, and but those are for people that are really established, already making money, and, like, things need to be customized really to them. But most of my clients, like, it goes in two phases. Phase one is what I call, like, set, restructuring your practice in the happy little practice business model, where the model is we're making – we're, we're, we're stopping the chasing of a big business and we're trying and we're going for a small volume of clients, but served at a premium price point and serve supremely well. And your premium price point doesn't have to mean like the most expensive person in town or in that nation, but usually above average rate because a boutique business, which is the business model that I've adopted for the happy little practice method is designed um, for what most coaches, practitioners, healers are already doing, they're hands-on with people, but they're just undercharging for it. Um, so we, 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 we spend about 10, 12 weeks just focusing your message, focusing, you know, who's your market that you're going to go for, putting your program together, getting those policies, getting your payment, your money stuff set up, updating your website. It is like a restructuring really quickly in a series of decisions mm. that I help you with. And once we're done with that, the only thing you need to do is start marketing and, like, managing your time differently. And, you know, I teach you how to use your brain differently around all of this because that's half the work. So that's job one. Um, then in job two, we, most of my clients, like, if <laughs> this is a, can be a deal breaker for some people, but most of my clients end up speaking. You know, and most of my clients will come to me and say, I saw your webinar at the school. I, I want to do that, too. I'm like, that is the advanced version of nailing your message in a signature talk that, you know, mm. it's the fastest way to fill your practice is be able to get in front of a group of ideal clients regionally, locally, where there's very little competition or the competition that is there, if you will. Not that I really worry or believe in this whole competition model, but Me neither. everybody's talking about like this whole general health and wellness stuff. And if you go out there and you're like, listen, I'm a life coach for widowed moms or I help, you know, one of my clients, she helps um, expats living in the Middle East and Asia. Well, she's an expat who's been doing that Great. for a while, you know, heal digestive issues. Like, and she was worried that like her passion about digestion didn't stand a chance compared to all the gurus talking about gut health now for like 500 bucks. I'm like, but the expats, they'll pay her several thousand dollars to work with her because like, she knows that world like no one else does. Exactly. Or another coach who, you know, um, only works with amateur dressage writers and helps them with their mental game. Or, you know, like if you get it really specific, then the marketing becomes really specific and you don't, like the competition's irrelevant. You stand out really quickly. Um, conversion to use marketing line happens much more swiftly. So that's, you know, those, those are the two phases. Like we get the business restructured 
and 80, 90% of my clients are people with a client base. They seem to, you know, they get the most really quickly from our work. I have some startups now and again. I only take startups who have a history of like using, I love startups who have a, had a prior career and are ready to transition because people who need to make money, make money. Don't have to make money. <laughs> you will take it out. <laughs> right. That is true. Yeah. Cause you have an excuse. You can go back to your J-O-B. Yeah, or you can just go get some more training and, like, just get on the certification train where, you know, there's no destination other than just more certifications. So, Mm. you know, part of – so if we can just get things structured really swiftly, then we can move on to phase two, which is, like, building your practice or rebuilding your practice. And, you know, I find that, like, the happy little practice method is a lot like becoming a minimalist in American culture that says more is better. Mm-hmm. Do more, buy more, eat more, like more, like scale up. And by, you know, right, like you have a scalable business, you have a scale business. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that's great. Like I spend a lot of time feeling bad about like, why don't I want that? What's wrong with me? Maybe I'm not cut out for that. <laughs> Maybe I should quit because like that's what all my colleagues are doing. And I, what's like, what's wrong with me? (laughs) Um, So once I realized, like, listen, the happy little practice method is a model that is, you know, for people who want kind of a quieter version of success, um, but still wants to, you know, create wealth in the way that matters to them, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's money. That's one piece of it. Right, right. Yeah, holistic wealth. So, um, so where can people find out more about the program, how much it is, um, you know, what they quote unquote get for it, like the features versus the benefits. We talked about the benefits just now. Well, listen, um, here's the best way. Like, and it's a bit of a kind of a significant time investment. Like if you're willing to go watch an hour of a training that I have, you can find it on my website, KarenRosell.com where I explain in detail, like, what is the happy little practice model, how to start to make those changes, even if you're not, you know, like, you don't have to ever talk to me, but, like, it's valuable in and of itself. Um, Go watch that. You can get it off my website. It's free. The end, if it makes sense, and you're in that place where you're actively looking for a coach, send me, like, I give you instructions on how to have a conversation with me for free, and we can get in there and see you know, what needs to be fixed, if anything, and if we are a good fit. And from there, we can discuss, like, hey, how much it is and if it makes sense for your budget and all that good stuff. Mm, Great. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Fantastic. Wow. So I'm just going to check in and with the folks on the call, if you want to ask Karen a personal question about yourself, whether you're, you know, wellness entrepreneur or want to be or have aspirations to be, um, the number to call in 818-514-1190 and just hit the number one on your dial pad. So if you have a question, I can see that your hand's up. Again, it's 818-514-1190. And uh, to check out uh, Karen's website, it's KarenRosell.com, K-A-R-I-N-R-O-Z-E-L-L.com. And uh, Karen, you actually have a book too, don't you? Yeah, and if um, I give you, um, a, there's a free copy of my book off my website. If you can go get it. It's called Rockstars of Wellness. And it's like these, all these tips that are really actionable that I've said a million times to all my clients. So, like, they're the most common ones, so it probably sounds familiar uh, for most people. 
Um, oh, great. Oh, you can get a copy so they can of just that. Get, for sure. They can get a copy by going to your website? Yep, it's at the very top. And also at the end of my training, I give you a link to it as well, too. So there's a couple different ways you can get it. Oh, fantastic. That's great. And we have a little time left. I don't, uh, the folks on the call don't have their hands up at this point, don't have any questions. But uh, if you could share with us a few, um, with, you know, that's okay with your clients, of course, some stories, uh, like before and after stories. It'd be really interesting to hear some of them. Yeah. Um, let's see. I can give you a couple, let's see, um, that are very different. Um, you know, some, some of my clients are actually straight up coaches and some of them are more healers and some people are um, I have a client who I've been working with for I started mentioning her she came and she was a sports performance coach and Mm -hmm. she came to me like almost all my clients she was doing a little bit of everything she was still teaching lessons she was working with a variety of types of um, clients by the hour um, sometimes the packages of sessions, which is not unusual. Um, And she needed to earn more money. She knew she did good work. And so one of the things, the things that we did was like, who are her favorite clients and who are the ones that get the best results and are willing and happily pay her. And so instead of working with all kinds of equestrian, we focus on um, uh, amateur dressage riders. Those are her favorites you know, and the ones that seem to get the best results. So it's really a gift to actually to the those people to focus on them rather than just kind of get only some great results with some clients. Um, and the only thing she does, and this is the thing that I teach all my clients, right? She goes and gives signature talk and she writes her newsletter twice a month. And all my clients with a happy little practice model, you only need two things in your marketing. You need a direct core marketing strategy that puts you in front of your ideal clients. And then you need a keep in touch strategy. And that's enough. And, um, you know, she's actually, her big vision was be able to take her, be able to send her kids to a local private school. So I love Mm. when I talk about my clients, like their income goals that are really kind of, most of my clients aren't, you know, yes, the income is important. But it's the reason why that's more important. Like, you know, in my webinar that I mentioned before, I take you through an entire case study of one of my clients who is a physician. And her big vision was, like, she and her husband had a piece of land that they were saving up for to be able to build their house, you know, as a family. And her business was able to create that. And now they have this eco-home on Mm, the beautiful beautiful piece of property. Right. So like these are the things that I like I often, you know, tell my clients in a kind of joking way. But listen, I'm kind of a lazy marketer. Like, let's do what we need to do that gets your goals. But like it's not about the marketing. It's like that's the vehicle. (laughs) But to me, it's like about saving your life where Mm. that sounds dramatic. But like, okay, what is this? Why are you doing this? Besides helping people, like, why, what are you getting? Oh, okay, you want to build on your property. Oh, you want to be able to send your kid to the school that meets your values, you know, instead of, the, like, the local public school that isn't meeting your values or, you know, any number of things like that. For me, like, I want to be able to be here for my kids, and I want to be able to take vacations with my kids. So, I like, vacations I want to go, they're not – like over the moon, you know, over the top, 
kind of vacations, but like they cost money. <laughs> right. I'm still send that email then. Well. Yeah, I think it's just been wonderful for me personally to you know, be able to visit my folks uh, more often. Um, you know, I mean, four, t- four, four times a year is a heck of a lot more than what I used to. And in the past, medical school and beyond, I mean, I had missed my graduation, my sister's graduation, I mean, multiple times graduation, you know, and not to be able to be there for birthdays and things like that, that really made me sad. And now I have that choice, you know, for my dad's 80th birthday, I was able to fly to Saskatoon to be with the rest of the family and my, my sister's family and, um, you know, still earning money in the background. <laughs> and I was like, thank you, yeah. you know, because we all deserve to enjoy our families and enjoy our lives the way, like you said, the way we think is important for us. Because what's important to me may not be important to somebody else. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, some people's version of like enjoying wealth is flying all over the world and, you know, very prestigious thing and gosh, enjoy it. Like there's, I don't think you should ever have to explain it or defend it. Um, Mm -hmm. But this is all to say that like the reason why you're doing this beyond just being making a difference for a living and helping others, like that is a given for all of us. And what you get out of it can give you the courage to make the changes that you likely need to make. And it's common to have to kind of revisit this every five or so years, even if things are going well in your business, because you evolve, you know, we evolve. I was talking about 10 years ago as a marketing coach is different from now. Mm -hmm. You know, things change. So yeah, there's more stories on my website and in the webinar that you can kind of dig in and see who you resonate with. Um, Yeah, that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah, I really like uh, I really like your training, and um, you know, I think that there's so many wellness practitioners out there who are struggling, and it and and it pains me (laughs) to see them go through the same things that that I went through. And like you said, like, can we just skip the poor part, like you know, where everyone has to get poor and broke first? Uh, And that's what I love to, to save people from themselves. But but a lot of times, you know, they have to get to that mindset as you know and you you know have clients or potential clients that tell you the same thing that that they don't feel that it's uh that it's okay you know to want what they want and so they're like well I'm here to help people and I'm like yeah but you're not yourself like you're you're not having a good time you're not you be able to go to things that you want to go to or be with people you want to be with so how's that working for you you know and it's like not well so something has and, to change and yeah, when you can look at it from the place of like, listen, you're not going to make these changes and overnight it's like it's done. It's just like you're going to transform. You're going to be methodical about it. You're going to make these changes and upgrades in your business, and you're going to do it in a way that is going to be really respectful and kind to your client base and to yourself. Like, right, there's no need, like part of my deal is like I don't want clients who need to rush. Right. I don't want clients who want to access excessively strive because I know where that leads. Like I want you to be in this the long haul. Right. Mm, And that mm -hmm. means like, you know, for my clients, it's usually the first year is a significant income boost. But after that, I like, I aim for like a 25% income increase per year, which is kind of remarkable. Like where do you get that kind of rate? That's amazing. You know, in a, in a, in a marketing world where we're all receiving tons of marketing these days, there's so much talk about doubling your income, tripling your income and fast. Like our, our American culture is super obsessed with fast. Yeah, true. We forget that like 
slow and steady and being methodical and having a plan and adjusting your plan, you know, when things don't go exactly the way you like, is how you really get there. Mm. <laughs> it's not really like for the one or 2% who can make it happen in like just a few weeks. Okay. And they always showcase those too, right? <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us. And I got there because most of my clients, like, usually have other things going on. I couldn't put goals with them that would make them throw their life into chaos or they'd have to, you know, not be able to be present for their family. Yeah, so it's not only just the the happy little practice method. It's like the gentle marketing happy little practice method. Yeah, I mean, that way I know I can yeah. be sustainable. But listen, I dig into it and all the details, and I run the numbers um, in that free training. It's called Small Practice, Big Results. You can go go listen to it on your own time, take notes, and if it makes sense, reach out. Mm, that sounds great. Well, Karen, thank you so much for spending your hour with us. It's been a blast. I hope I get to see you soon, maybe at Kathy's place or <laughs> uh, at the mm-hmm. lodge or some other place. But uh, I wish you well. And again, thank you so much for your value today. And uh, we'll make sure we'll, we'll, we, you know, spread this out to all of our Facebook groups. Thank you so much, Karen. My pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. Until next time. Bye for now.